Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Hell's Rebels Adventure Path. Where we find ourselves in a bit of a pickle. We're small, Stuck mostly. between a wall and a hard place, We're apparently. definitely between a wall and a hard place. <laughs> Stuck between a wall and another is. wall. Yes. <laughs> a wall and a dog. Most of the way out, it's fine. I have. We're faith. getting there. We're almost I'm, there. We're recreating Sandlot in our own way right now. Sure. <laughs> okay, but the dog in Sandlot was actually nice. This dog True. is going to eat us. <laughs> I know. If, we, not nice. if we rename the Cerberi Serbi, does that make it cuter for you? <laughs> if it didn't have I mean, intelligence yes. and alignment, sure. <laughs> this dog literally proves the lie of all dogs go to heaven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> okay, literally a dog. Been doing that for Normal a while. dogs go to heaven. Yes, I'm not. You... I'm not assuming that these were three bad dogs that all just formed together after they died. I'm, they formed I'm up like Voltron. Yeah, I'll form the head, and I'll form the head, and I'll form the head. Yes. <laughs> yeah, three players who couldn't decide who's the top of the Voltron. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah, I suppose welcome back, everyone, to the continued adventures of the Silver Ravens. When last we had left our heroes. The Ravens had been contacted by the captain, Captain Sargeta of the Scourge of Belial, asking them if they would be willing to uh, abscond, uh, liberate, if you will. I think we decided not to use the term kidnap the uh, <laughs> eldest child of liberate. the Elorian family, uh, one Markel Elorian, the famed writer of the Sin Saga, the brother, uh, half-brother of Vittoria Scordato. Oh, and secretly, the poison pen of Kentargo. Poison pen! Oh, man yep. wears a lot of hats. And we came up with a very zany plan. We love yeah, the man. There's a, there's a very convoluted plan. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's worked. That's kind of plan. <laughs> I suppose that, actually, I guess that's a good place to jump into this. On the relation of convoluted plans, we are, of course, uh, we have a lot of people that uh, references refer to us, refer people to us because of uh, the rules accurateness of our podcast. Mm. Uh, I unfortunately butchered rules in this last episode. Uh-oh. We probably all did. Well, welcome to the unique section of Rick's Walk of Shame. <laughs> I have nothing to do with anything being tiny. I've got, a, I've got a line of bright pink sticky notes that I wrote all of my mistakes on. Because that's how and I do And he's going to wear it on his <laughs> that, forehead that this entire recording <laughs> of shame. Oh, this, this, this is one of, uh, I think, five. I need five sticky notes on your forehead, Rick. <laughs> Are they supposed to form an A? I mean, you know. Uh, so I did want to address a couple of these real quick. And so uh, we will, of course, be using the rules as written for uh, for this episode, uh, which may or may not impede the party. We'll see how that goes. Oh, oh, no. Well, fun oh, oh, no. oh, no. All right. Uh, let's go with let's go with this one, because this one was earlier on. This one sort of came up, and I can make an argument that it wasn't necessary for us to include it. Technically speaking, you cannot stealth and spellcast under any conditions. Hmm. Any spell that requires a verbal component says it has to be spoken in a loud and clear voice that you cannot do while stealthing or hiding. Oh, uh, unless you take okay. the concealed metamagic mm. spell, which leads into silent and still. You cannot mm. technically stealth and spell cast simultaneously. So they, they clarify that you actually have to speak loudly when casting magic it is, now. If you look up the rules for the material component, I imagine you get the Gandalf uh, spell casting up on the uh, in the snowstorm kind of thing yeah. where it like echoes. Because yeah. Cesare mm-hmm. does have conceal spell because I'm going for silent and all of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so technically speaking, I would make an argument that because Cesare was out on the street and the dog was not taking a seek action to look for anyone out on the street, the dog was using its actions to observe 
everything inside of the grounds, not outside, part of its quote-unquote exploration activity that the dog was taking, uh, that Cesare spellcasting out there didn't apply. But technically, when Adria spellcasts inside of the building, mm-hmm. I would make an they argument that, that the dog should have heard that. Okay, uh, so basically, moot point, the dog should be after us. Shred that one, so that one's done. <laughs> If y'all could hear the rip, he was literally tearing up the post. Oh, yeah, no, I still think he has to wear, should wear them on his forehead, but whatever. Next mistake that we made. Uh, these are the big ones. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. <laughs> First off, I did not require a stealth check from Adria. Technically speaking, if you are if you are mounted on a horse and you want to stealth, you and the horse both have to stealth. Even if I'm inside of a bag. So we're going to get to that in a second. This then gets into the rules of uh, tiny PCs, and this is what is probably going to influence maybe some actions in this. If you are a tiny PC and you are on another PC, both characters lose one action per turn. Oh, Oh, what? Just straight? Straight up lose. The one that is carrying you has to adjust and count for the fact that you are on them. Uh, Mm -hmm. The one that is being carried, in essence, is using one action to hold on every turn so that you're not spinning an action so that if it gets into the whole rules of like you lose actions for whatever reason. Uh, it just counts as both of you only get two actions per turn. The same as if you were using one action to control a mount and yeah. then your two regular actions. Okay. okay. I mean, I, I understand that. That makes sense. Also a weird thing for initiative rolls, both PCs roll and then you take the lower result and both PCs act at the same initiative result. Uh, oh, okay. they disadvantage you if you do this? Wow. Okay. We, I mean, <laughs> we, not... we should have reviewed the rules a little bit more closely. Clearly we messed the, this up. The whole, well, the whole idea is that if you're playing a sprite, you can't just say I'm jumping on the shoulders of the fighter and then the fighter's going to use sudden charge and then I'm going to be getting three attacks in every round because I'm yeah, a yeah. champion mm. sprite on the back of the, that's the, you know, kind the of fighter. <laughs> somebody would pull for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's that's the reason. That's how they have to balance out the mechanics of it. So uh, yeah. uh, that is the balance out for the mechanics. There is an argument to be made that a tiny PC in anything that allows for one bulk could be stowed. However, okay. at that point, you are stowed, as in you're actually 100% oblivious to anything going on outside of the bag. So you mm. can't pop your head out and spell cast from inside the bag. You're either 100% in the bag or if you have your head popped out, you're considered to be quote unquote mounted. It's a Narmer situation. Narmer was yeah. either in the bag or out of the bag. There wasn't, you know. <laughs> Get the bag. You can't be half in the bag, yeah. So Markel is definitely stowed in the bag yeah, right Markel now. Is stowed. Yeah, Markel and, is stowed. Um, I guess I'm going to be hopping off because I don't want to disadvantage Nico. I think the plan is still going to work. I mean, Lucia yeah, or Lucia much. or Vittoria will stow themselves and the other person will be on Cesare. And the same thing, Niklo already has Mikel stowed and Adria's on him. And both of us have spider climb. Like, really, the only major difference is here is we only we all only get two actions instead of three. That's the only well, no, big they're game stowed, changer. I think you still get all your actions because they're in a bag. If you only have one person and they're completely stowed, that person basically is choosing to give up all of their actions for the person that's yeah, carrying them Yeah, but I'm saying the backpack, we can't stow two people in the backpack, I don't think. As yeah. It can hold four bulk, bulk, which means that you could, technically speaking, you could shove four cats inside of a backpack. They would be angry, but you couldn't fit <laughs> be four very cats angry. in a backpack. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, if you, yeah, if you don't mind being completely stowed at this point, then technically, yeah. Well, I'm can. going to have to stow myself here in a second, because I healed you so you wouldn't die. So I think mm-hmm. that and was worth And you worthy. still have to shrink Lucia. I, and I have to shrink Lucia. Mm-hmm. All that right. is the last remaining person to shrink. Now that the old business has been concluded, on to yeah, new yeah. business. Well, we've gone through, we've taken care of this now. Again. We don't do new business until next quarter. We've learned being tiny kind of isn't as great as you would want it to be. It's balanced. We thought it was a little OP. 
and it was. <laughs> well, and importantly, uh, for anyone for anyone listening, we want to make sure that someone's not going to get the wrong impression and then go, I've got a plan, guys. For the next game, one person plays an orc, everyone else plays sprites. We put a little <laughs> backpack on them, and we're all <laughs> spellcasting, running around on the back of this orc. <laughs> just one take large this person. If, the problem if you is, do, is, I would if, argue if you're in party does wish to lose 33% of all of their actions, <laughs> go for it. And roll the Red. lowest of all of their initiative. And roll the lowest of everyone's initiative. Roll five times and take the lowest. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's horrible. That everybody that's take horrible. really great perception ca- classes, like whatever your perception classes are. Mm. All right. So now that we've gotten all that out of the way, God, I love rules. Only you enjoy the rules this much. <laughs> ah, yes. The great balancing. I think what we did last time was perfectly fun and great. I mean, it still wasn't easy for us, even with our advantage, yeah, quote unquote. Yeah, still had a hard time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what I'm saying is it could be fun and great, and then at the same time also trivialize certain characters' abilities or things that people focus into, where it's just like, okay, well, only one person needs to be great at stealth, and everyone else gets shoved in a bag, and we go into a place, which then subsequently unbounces things or trivializes encounters. Or makes the one person that went, hey, I also put a ton of you know focus into stealth, and then everyone's like, well, it's worthless, go ahead and shrink you down and get in the bag. Um, instead of letting them stealth. Yeah. All of that to say, as we had left off the party, uh, they had uh, broken into the Elorian estate that had rescued uh, Markel Elorian, uh, then subsequently fled out. Uh, Niccolo uh, jumping free from the second floor balcony, uh, landing dramatically and taking off across the uh, the courtyard, uh, dramatically running away from said uh, said hound. Brave, mm-hmm. brave, 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 Sir Robin. Far, far faster, 33% faster than he should have been uh, as he fled <laughs> across the court. As the universe suddenly contracts his movements down. Yeah. No, as Abadar, somewhere in, the, somewhere in Axis, looks down and goes, no, 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 no. We can't have that. And That's from not down below, enough. Asmodeus concurs. and mm, Asmodeus know. like, foul play. <laughs> I'm just imagining there's now a council of the lawful gods that were just like, denied. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, Caden's just like, everyone should be free to, like, run around with somebody on their back. What's I mean, the harm <laughs> of having three actions and using normal initiative? Well, you know, it's liberators true. do do a lot of liberating when they're champions, right? Mm. When I was liberators. a hero back in the day, I managed to convince my game master every time to use my lore barkeep for every initiative check. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why Caden's a god. I would like to identify this dragon with lore barkeep. How? <laughs> I heard something one time once. Someone <laughs> I, said something. I, I argue I have... Bardic knowledge from my knowledge barkeep. <laughs> Everyone talks about everything. I've heard every story. <laughs> I have lore bard that gives me bardic knowledge, right? <laughs> but yes, we had left off as uh, Nikola had rushed across the courtyard. I say courtyard. Technically, he'd rushed across the backyard. Yep. Mm. Threw himself over the fence, landed on the opposite side. Tiny Markel and uh, Tiny Adria shoved into a bag back behind him. On the opposite side, uh, Cesare with uh, Raven on one shoulder and now Vittoria on the other shoulder as she has climbed up onto his shoulder, both being tiny. Technically speaking, the tiny rules do not apply to familiars because I guess you yep. have a psychic link or something. They're familiars. Mm. They're well, familiars. it's also it's also you're used to working with them and having their weight versus the weight of like unknown people on your back. I don't know. I feel like if, but, even if I loved my cat and we had a psychic bond, I don't know if I could ever walk around with my cat like comfortably on my shoulder. Just draped over you like a like a first scarf. I mean, it very much depends on the cat because we had a cat that would literally just sit on your shoulder and you could walk around and it was fine. I would just be scared they'd fall. I'd spend my whole time 
I think our audience can go and view some of our live streams to see Bross with a cat literally hanging yeah. out on his shoulder. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. He's not like scampering around. I mean, that's well, true. Yeah. I don't usually scamper around <laughs> in our live shows. That's It would make me so nervous that my kid would Bross as a rule does not scamper. I would be way off mic. <laughs> <laughs> not that we know. However, we had left off as, uh, as Niccolo had touched down on the other side of Vittoria, had rushed over and climbed onto Cesare, uh, and the Cerberi, the three-headed flayed dog uh, from hell itself, uh, chased across the uh, the court. Saw Niccolo go over, thought for a second that uh, there's no way I'm making an athletics check to jump over, but actually his athletics is really good, but there's no way I'm trying that. Uh, and instead has decided to rush his way over to the wrought iron fence uh, chomped onto it with uh, with two of his mouths to attempt a force open action. I don't love this against the athletics DC of this fence, which is not impossible, but definitely not a gimme. So to say, I imagine it's still a pretty sturdy fence. It's pretty. They spared no expense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not rusted or anything. It's been I've well heard maintained. that before, and then everything got out of all the fences. <laughs> so it's true. <laughs> Let's see. How hard can this be? Really hard. Really DC hard. DC 40. Okay, maybe not that hard. Hmm. I was going to say that was relatively easy for him, but uh, unfortunately, that is a failure. Yay! 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 <sighs> All right. Sigh good, good. of relief. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> hey, he's got a third action. He'll try again. As Rich yeah. goes, that was anticlimactic. Hey, he's got that. <laughs> that was a little ability, let's, let's go ahead and try that again. Uh, unfortunately, this is an attack action. Um, yeah. However... Uh, so this will unfortunately be at a minus five penalty since it is an attack action and it's the second we time attempting that. We don't that, think it's unfortunate so. at all. That is perfectly acceptable and balanced and fair. Add that in. Abadar and Aspidaeus agree. <laughs> that, however, is a no! 27. Uh, as it grabs onto this and wrenches the bars bend underneath this as, in essence, the right head and the left head bite onto the gate and begin to wrench uh, as the central head and shoulders begin to force their way through. Uh, before the gate pops loudly open. Oh. And it stands it. Uh, angrily oh, there. Oh, no. However, uh, there it remains, as that is the end of its turn. Bring us to Lucia Serini. Uh, Lucia. Get to the wall. Get to the wall. Goes to, the, to wall, the wall. So that's going to take me two actions to get next to Cesare. Um, as long as you're within 30 feet of me. Can I use my third action to, like, put a hand on his um, okay, exactly uh, right. backpack so that when I get shrunk, I'm already there? No. Oh. <laughs> it, was worth, it was worth a shot. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, Did you not my. hear the beginning of this episode? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> nothing risked, nothing gained, right? That's fair. You got to try it. You can always ask. Just the answer may very well be no. Exactly. But I try. <laughs> it very, um, very well be and usually is. Let me put it this way. Again, rule says written. Mm -hmm. Cesare, what is your maximum bulk allowance? Uh, Bear in mind that you're adding one bulk to that right now because you are carrying... My maximum bulk is 10. Mm, that Yeah, that's like maximum. Then there's no way that I'm going to be able to. Well, yeah, because you would basically have to jump up and piggyback ride on him as your action this turn. <laughs> you know, I yeah. thought about that. And then get shrunk. <laughs> as a character, you have six like... bulk. <laughs> yes, and as a character, you are already six bulk. <laughs> not to mention the bulk stuff. of my items. Yeah, not to yeah. mention the bulk of my items. Um, okay, well. Unfortunately, Cesare is a, uh, a strength 10, I think, wizard. Yes, I believe I have a strength of 10. He's tall and wiry. All right, yes. all right. Well, I run up next to uh, Cesare and then look back at, at Niccolo. Come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> Very well, you encourage Niccolo. 
He's just Very laughing. Well. well, I probably can't see Adria. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's true. Uh, taking us from there to Nicolo. Well. Fortunately, I do have one of your actions run, stolen because Nico, I did run. just cast a spell on what's-her-face. Yep. So I'm going to have to double move, basically, uh, stride twice to get to the wall. That is basically okay. all I can do this turn. All right. So Nicolo rushes forward up next to Cesare, uh, slaps a hand on that wall, beginning to just kind of yeah. like grabs onto this, pushes a head, hand back over his shoulder and begins to like shove everyone down inside of the bag. Like, quick, quick. Stop it. I have to make her little first. <laughs> <laughs> As the shenanigans begin. Oh, God. Uh, taking us from Nicolo to... Cesare Nightbloom. I'm going to delay after Adria so I can mess with tiny Lucia. Okay, here's what you do. You grab Lucia like a football and start climbing. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah, um, let's do feels, it. Feels right. Feels right. Are you going to mention it, Russ, or should I? Uh, unless you have the combat climbing feet, you technically need to have both your hands. Well, to I'm climb. going to pick up Lucia and shove her in a bag. Then just, I just mean, uh, you know, fireman carry over the shoulder. You will, you will, uh, you the will shoulder. sheave Lucia. <laughs> so weapon, Lucia, weapon that she is. Uh, Chesare delays. Adria Sila. All right, Adria is going to cast the last shrink that she has uh, on Lucia. All right. And then that's it, because I only get two actions. I was going to hide in the bag, but I don't have any more actions for that. <laughs> Sorry, Nicolo. That's all right. Yeah. Adria uh, cast shrink. Um, so Lucia shrinks down, taking us from there. Cesare, do you wish to re-enter the initiative? Yes. And I'm going to pick up Lucia and stow her in my bag with my two actions. So mm -hmm. getting into the stowing rules, <laughs> picking her up off the you ground is... You Rick knew we were going to do this and mm -hmm. looked it up. <laughs> I did research. <laughs> so you use. Uh, so you're going to use one action to pick up Lucia. Uh, you can use a second action to either place Lucia basically like up onto a shoulder or something like that. However, to stow an object in an object, you have to have that object in hand. You would have oh, to take your backpack, backpack off, off to okay. shove her in All your right, backpack. All right, so I okay. just pick up Lucia and throw her on my shoulder. She and she and Raven are sharing a shoulder. Raven's just on, on my head at this point. <laughs> Raven Raven just hops inside of the hood of your cloak and <laughs> yes. just pokes her head out. Like, All oh, right, God. so if that's the case, I'm going to use my second action to start climbing this wall. No, Third. you needed one action to grab mm -hmm. me, one action to put oh. me on your shoulder. Okay, I just figured that was one pickup. Yeah. But okay, all right. No, it's it pretty much it's the exact same as if you picked up a bow and then sheathed the bow, mm. so you have your hand mm. free. You have to use an action to free your hand, unless you just picked her up and then dropped her as a free action, which all would right. accomplish nothing. You shove her in your quiver. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot you out of this bow later. <laughs> I mean, you know, as long as it's up. Improvised <laughs> weapons. Uh, so that takes us from Cesare to uh, Markel, who's uh, mm -hmm. safely tucked away um, inside of the, the bag. Yep. Stay there. <laughs> You're doing a fantastic job, he says, from inside of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Vittorio, no, I don't need a book signed right now. <laughs> uh, I believe they I am in the a bag. the world's tiniest copy of the Sinsai. Stow yourself in a bag. No, you're on one of my shoulders. Yeah, you're on the shoulder, so stow yourself. Yeah, I'll, I guess I shall stow myself to make stow it easier. Stow thyself. <laughs> Farewell. So, yeah, you can open up the uh, the bag, jump down inside of the bag, close it back behind you. Mm -hmm. Safely tucked away in here with a limitless supply of Lambus bread or whatever it is that Cesare carries. <laughs> Lots of weird stuff. What a, what a weird call out to uh, Lord of the Rings right there. <laughs> hey, it was designed for L specifically. It so. is true. It is true. One extraordinarily small bite fills the full belly of a tiny person. <laughs> Or for Nicolo, like three or four loaves. 
I think that'd make you more of a halfling. Sure. Uh, well, you know, he was raised by a halfling. Maybe that's somehow true. Inherited. Actually, yeah, you got the appetite. <laughs> <laughs> Only another halfling would have kept feeding this kid. <laughs> From Victoria, we go to the Cerberi. Ah, we don't love that. Yep. Bad. Here we go. This is going to be bad. The Cerberi will. Uh, he's going to go ahead and make his way forward. Ah, uh, he's a speedy one. Uh, rushes yeah. forward, uh, lunges at Nicolo. I wish I had an action to raise a shield. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'll rush up towards Nicolo and we'll go ahead and strike out at him. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, we're looking at a big old 30 even. Wow. Yeah, the Dang. buckler wouldn't have helped. <laughs> yeah. Dang. There crap. I don't think that that's a critical for you, so that's just a regular No, it's not a critical, but it definitely hits me. Striking you for... Ooh. Uh, it is a painful 13 points of damage. Yikes. Ah. It will then go ahead and strike a second time that with those agile oh, teeth. Oh, okay. Yikes. Fair enough. It is a 25 to hit Niccolo. Dang. Uh, 25 will hit me. On the plus side, even with the buckler up, it would have hit me. <laughs> uh, chomping onto you for 17 points of damage <laughs> as the other hand Oh, my gosh. Jeez. Oh, You're going to need a little boop from Adria for sure. I can't. I have to get in the bag. <laughs> Assuming I can you? climb away from this thing, I should be okay. Yeah. Just surely leaving a lot of blood everywhere. Yeah, I just hurt a lot right <laughs> now. Alright. Uh, You've made your point. It begins to rip and tear at you. Fortunately, I'll go ahead and let you in on a little behind the screens here. Uh, fortunately, it does not have the third action, which it has a rend attack that it can use oh, as its third action per yeah, turn. Ooh. As the third head gets a free bite once the other two attach on. <laughs> well, they're holding you down, so the third one can go oh, for yeah. it. Yeah, but unfortunately, it did have to move this turn, so uh, the Cerberi will not be doing that. Bringing us to Lucia Sereni. I will use as many actions as it takes to get in the bag. You uh, open this up, uh, throw yourself in there, land on top of Vittoria, <laughs> shut the bag <laughs> up behind you. Ow! Oh! Ah! I think I just hit my head on your knee. Ow! Oh. You'll survive. <laughs> well, I... Did you just get bit by a dog? No? Can you two stop wiggling? Stop wiggling? <laughs> Actually, Victoria technically inside of the bag doesn't even... She just hears Nicolo yelling profanities. <laughs> no, I assume he got bit by the dog. She is really freaking smart and she can probably put two heard and two the, like, together. rending metal and just put two and two together. <laughs> I mean, the dog is definitely not trying to hide its attacks. It's yeah, the greatest the case of deductive reasoning. <laughs> Although, it's funny enough, out. the dog does have a plus 14 stealth if it did choose to do so. Oh my but. gosh. Wow. Well, yeah. No one expects a creepy, skinless Cerberus. Lucia throws herself in the bag, bringing us to Nicolo. Climb, Nicolo. Climb. Wait, I'll get in the bag. <laughs> mm, how far up is the How far up the wall do I need to go? Can I uh, The wall from is 40 here? feet high. Okay, so I can get up there in two actions. Yeah, actually, you know what? That should be fine. I'll get up to the top of the wall in two actions. Okay, okay then so. I'll heal you. Yeah. All right, so it is a 40-foot high wall, so you have a 20-foot movement speed, I believe. Yep. And the climb gives you a 20-foot climb speed. Indeed. Uh, so you are technically, you're still on the wall. You're just, yes. your head is basically level with the top I am of the on wall. the edge of the wall, like the top yeah. edge, basically. On the edge of glory. So. All right, Gaga. Gaga. Let me go ahead and roll something here real quick. Oh, nerds. Is there a guard up are there? Are there guards? Yep. I mean, yeah, they probably hear this if there is somebody. Oh, How course, many guards are there? Uh, unfortunately, you don't know. Uh, technically, any of those of you who are not in a bag could make a seek action once your turn comes around. Nope, don't but... have the actions to spare for that. Yeah, sorry. 
Niccolo goes rushing up the uh, the side of this, like Spider-Man, just skittering up along the wall. <laughs> but nice. not quite the uh, the Marvel Spider-Man where you literally run up the walls. No, no, no. <laughs> not, you still not have like... to actually climb. Yeah, I'm no oh, Miles Morales over here. It's it's more Sam Raimi, Raimi Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. Because, it's uh, the Sam Raimi. Well, if, and if you read the spider-climb description in 2E, it says that you grow tiny little hairs. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, so just exactly like Tobey Maguire. Like yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, Niccolo right. is now played by Tobey Maguire. Oh, that's weird. That's weird. I don't like that. <laughs> young Toby or old Toby? <laughs> well, Spider-Man Toby. Oh, yeah. young Spider-Man Spider Toby. Spider Toby? Mm. Uh Adria considers the situation. All right, one more, and I'm going to boop you with my last heal spell. Uh, this plus eight, so 14 healing to you. Okay, nice. I will get in the bag next turn, maybe. So Adria, you cling, you basically cling on to here. You reach up a hand, grab onto the back of his uh, his gorget around his uh, his plate melt yeah, because Nicolo has been stealthing in the full neck. plate this entire time. Yes, yes, <laughs> he he and it's been glorious. Okay, honey, you can do it. I poke him in the neck. Reaches up, gives him a good nature, just kind of pat on the cheek. Aww. As Nicolo goes scaling up the side of this, staring down oh. as there's a uh, three angry looking heads uh, barking up at you. Uh, probably clinging to for dear life because you don't want to be dislodged. Please don't then... drop me into their mouths. I don't want to taunt them because then they're going to be able to climb this wall somehow. No, don't do it. <laughs> you get to the top and it's like, oh wait, Chesare forgot that they teleport, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> they just, just, no offense, this is all intended and good nature fun, but they pulled a Jordan and forgot their second page no. of class abilities that included teleportation this entire time, which is why they chewed through a fence. <laughs> they were just mad. <laughs> It was pure rage, pure unadulterated rage. Yeah, they're just like, no, I hate this stupid fence. All three heads have to be in like unison when they use Harmony. their teleportation. And there's one of them who's just like, no, it makes me nauseous. I don't like to teleport. <laughs> the one with motion sickness is like, no, no, never again. I get severe vertigo. Also, I'm afraid of heights. I don't want to go on this wall. Hey, uh, that too. takes us to Cesare. Cesare has a 30 foot movement speed and both of his uh, friends are stowed. So I'm hauling this wall. <laughs> Away right. and over. Uh, so you can use one climb action, which will take you uh, 30 feet up the wall. A second climb action will take you the rest of the way, so you're up on top of the wall. Cesare flips the dog off as he crests the wall. We're still down here. Don't taunt him. As your third action, you antagonize the dog. Make an intimidate <laughs> check. <laughs> um, Demoralize the dog. How far across is the wall, I wonder? The wall is 10 feet across, so you can, e okay. you can move to the other side of the wall. Um, Get ready to climb down. You can yeah. make a check to see if anyone's coming. You can. I mean, I have dark vision. Do I see anything? See anyone along either side of the wall? Uh, not in the opening. So the where you're standing on the wall right now, uh, you are currently about seven, eight hundred feet or so from the uh, the guard towers that flank the gate leading into this section. All right, then I'm just gonna run to the other side and start getting ready to climb down the other. We don't need to the Datari right now. <laughs> yeah. Heather is stressed. The curses are coming out. <laughs> um, so from Cesare, Markel's hanging out. Vittoria hanging out. Yep. That brings us to the Cerberi. This thing climbs this wall, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> it eyes up towards Nicolo. Come All on. All six eyes. Lasers. Lasers out of the eyes. Oh no. It then turns and runs full speed, barking and howling into the Elorian estate. All right. Yeah, uh, that's okay. fair. 
Let's see, how far can you get, Doug? You almost had me there for a moment, Rick. I really <laughs> thought this dog was just teleporting a bunch of laser or something. It yep. walks back and then it takes a running jump just to snag him, pull you off the wall. <laughs> That's what I thought it was going to do. It's like, jumps 40 feet in the air. How the... <laughs> I was going to say, maybe, maybe if he was only 20 feet up, it could have done something. But... <laughs> this is yep. a dog, not a cat. I could have believed mm. it if it was a cat. It rears up on its back paws and then pulls out height. a crossbow. Then shoots you. It's like that meme where they talk about how uh, lions can jump, I think, like 60 feet. And yeah. somebody was like, it's not 60 feet straight up. It's like <laughs> forward. I mean, I don't, my thing is that I have seen my cat jump from the ground to the top of the fridge in one go. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. That so I'm like, I don't know. Cats are supernatural creatures that can do things that I don't think they should be able to do. <laughs> and fortunately, this is a dog. Uh, yeah. Exactly. That's my whole point. The dog rushes off, alerting the uh, alerting anyone that was not already alerted. Lucia still stowed? Yep. Nicola. All right. I guess. Uh, if you want to I mean, wait, probably... I'll be in this bag. Yeah. Technically, we act on the same initiative. Is that the thing? Oh, that's right. We do. No, you're right. You're right. Cool. I hide in the bag. Okay. Very well. <laughs> I complete my climb, which I believe is still technically in action. Technically, unless you have the rapid mantel feet. Yeah. Um, I, I you cannot uh, immediately pull yourself up onto a ledge. So you what basically use. specific feet. Mm hmm. Yeah. Also, when you grab a ledge, um, you automatically pull yourself up and stand. Yep. It is actually nice ah, in those okay. cases. And you get to use uh, athletics instead of reflex to mm -hmm. uh, grab a ledge when you fell a climb check. It's nice. So it's actually a really good. Oh, feat. actually, okay. That that makes it a little bit more better than you can, you know, end a movement by climbing up. Makes yeah, it for more a buff better. rogue like me, it's a considerable improvement. But I have not taken that feat. Uh, so yeah, you basically use one action to pull yourself up on the platform. Uh, you can use the second action to reach the uh, the crenellations that Cesare has already hopped up between two of the crenellations. Mm -hmm. uh, from here, again, as you've reached the top of the wall. The night wind blows in, clouds drift through the sky overhead, painted silver by the crescent moon that hangs uh, low in the sky. Below you, you can see stretched out, away off towards your right, Villagree District, its beautiful buildings of the, the mercantile class as well as the academics. Uh, from here, you can see all of the towers of the Alabaster Academy standing tall, spires stretching up into the heavens atop Alabaster Hill. And then off towards your left, you can see your eventual destinations, as you can see the as you get further away from the hill where Alabaster Academy is and the slight rise that the greens sit on mm -hmm. uh, and it gets down towards the river, you can see just a almost a spectrum of houses getting steadily worse and worse until they reach the harbor where all of the warehouses and all the businesses people don't care quite as much about in the Yulubless hmm. Harbor District uh, stretch away off towards your left. You're honestly not very far. You can see um, Bridgeway stretched out ahead of you which is just this line of lit lanterns uh, stretching from uh, left to right. And then past that harbor way uh, that will lead you down into the Yulubless harbor itself. Too bad you can't see this, buddy. It's a hell of a book cover. Nikola begins his descent, muttering something about how Alurian owes him 2% if you write this into a book. <laughs> Adrian, side of the bag, having heard Markel sheds a single tear at the pure beauty and poetry of, uh, uh, of his words. I'm saving author for a reason. I'm so glad we're saving you from jail, kind of. He's the Neil Gaiman of yes. bad fantasy romance novels. We love it a lot. That's weird and we love it. Hey, you know what? I take it. Why not? 
Mm-hmm. I guess that makes uh, Captain Sargata. Sargata. Amanda Palmer. <laughs> Apparently, Amanda Palmer of the sea. The Amanda hey, Palmer of the sea. <laughs> wow. Coin operated boy. It's true. Nice. <laughs> but uh, assuming if nobody attacks me, I think I descend 20 feet. Halfway right, yeah, down. So, yeah, you turn, you uh, start going. Technically speaking, uh, the opposite side is actually 60 feet high because oh, the greens on. does sit on a uh, 20 foot like shelf. You can drop basically. the last All right, maybe. Fine. <laughs> I, I could jump now. It just would hurt a lot at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yourself. no, don't. Some of us <laughs> don't, don't want to be crushed in uh, How long does that or whatever. figurine you use for a minute, last. but it only reduces falls by 20 feet. Oh, okay, so, so yeah, <laughs> it would still hurt. You climb down 20 and then you let go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd have to climb down another. Yeah, I guess another 20 after this 20. So yeah, and ah, then yeah, I let yeah. go. From uh, Nicolo, we go to Adrius, still stowed. Yep. Chesare. Cesare can make all 60 feet down this turn. <laughs> and still have an action remaining if you want to start running off and, or take a hide action, whichever. Cesare just sort of nods up at Niklo and takes off into the night. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. <laughs> Don't forget you only get to be tiny for a minute. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> some short amount of time. Good point. Good the backpack point. ruptures. Two people fly up. <laughs> no. <laughs> the Ink, backpack was expensive. paper everywhere. No. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't that expensive. Oh, five minutes. <laughs> Nicolo, you're able to slide down, reach the the bottom, kick free, and drop the last uh, twenty feet down off the cliff if you so wish to. Uh, yeah, why not? To land spryly, tuck into a roll somehow, somehow, due to the sheer power of your muscular frame, doing so without any noise added from wearing full plate and belt. without crushing the people in your backpack. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So you spring down, buff and stealthy. Yeah, cat-like, and disappear into the night. After a couple of minutes. Cesare, Niccolo, you you split off into the alleyways here. Cesare, if you were in Villagree, you would feel much more comfortable considering that you know the Villagree district better. Uh, Niccolo, with the amount of time that you've spent, particularly at Sunset Imports, uh, mm. you're fairly familiar with the Harbor District and maybe a little bit, uh, maybe for some other reasons that may eventually become known to the party, you're fairly familiar with the Harbor District. Yeah, I'm pretty familiar. The two of you slip further away into the night. Find quiet secluded alleys pull your bag open allowing your companions to clamor free after a handful of minutes pass the lot of you return back to your original sizes knowing now that you are free from the Alorian estate that you need to make your way across the city of Cantargo to eventually pass by sunset imports to reach the final dock of the various docks that line the Ulupolis harbor all right I'm assuming that all of you set off. Uh, yes. yes. Stealthing all the way, because uh, is it past curfew at this point? Oh, yes. It was midnight. Yes, it was, oh, that's right. It's midnight. Yeah. yeah. So we're definitely stealthing with all uh, all due ability. Uh, you are all going to be uh, taking the avoid notice, I believe, is the, uh, the action yes. that you're technically mm-hmm. taking as you set off into the city streets, ducking between the alleyways here, trying to keep far and away distance from... Uh, one, you do still have to worry about the city guard traditionally in the city of Cantargo. The guard has always been a little bit lax in Yalubulus Harbor. That being said, now is not a stereotypical time for Cantargo. Yeah. And considering the various rules, regulations, proclamations that the Lord Mayor has attached to trade coming in and out of the city, and in particular the captains of the vessels coming in and out of the Yolubulus district. The Datari presence here is more than it was previously. 
that being said, it's definitely less than you would find in the Villagree district uh, or the castle district for that matter. So it's not like this is the most dangerous part of the city to be right now. Mm -hmm. But it does mean that you have to be cautious. And to determine how cautious, I will need a stealth check from the party. Oh, boy. So before we start rolling, I was going to say I do still have the quiet allies feat, um, which does allow us to make a single stealth check with the uh, lowest modifier if everybody is following the expert, um, in which case Nikola is the expert. Cool. Probably be the most beneficial thing to do. Yeah. And, and you have to all meet back up. My stealth yeah. is a 10. Mine's a 12. Mine's a 9. Chester's is a 10. So by following the expert, I also do give you a plus two bonus. So it would be technically an 11 at that point. I don't hate Rachel rolling. <laughs> you all convene real quick before you make your way into the Ulubliss Harbor. Nicolo just kind of goes like, follow me and starts leading the way. Because I think we usually haven't done this because it's been one of those that technically has an auditory component. But I don't think we have anything with supernatural senses out to get us right now. So mm -hmm. just... And yeah, the, I assume the Dotari aren't, like, literally around the corner. Mm. <laughs> Hopefully that was good. <laughs> so the lot of you set off. You make your way past the Fashioner Still shipyard into the Yulubliss Harbor, uh, basically on the opposite side of the harbor from the uh, the Thrashing Badger, where Adria and Nicolo and... That, I think it was just you? the two of us. Just us. Or was it just the two of you? Yeah. That's where I got my cat, I think, or something. Mm -hmm. I remember adopting a cat. Dove down there. beneath the uh, the ruins of the Thrashing Badger. You follow along the back streets. You don't want to take the night road, because despite the name of the night road, uh, <laughs> it is rather brightly lit right now. Uh, uh, and so you avoid that path. It's called the night road because if you follow it, it leads you to Nightall. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Eventually, you do duck into Yulubulus Harbor proper. I'm going to keep saying the word Yulubulus until it loses all meaning. <laughs> Uh, before turning and making your way past the war cage as the uh, largest weapon and armor manufactory in all of Cantargo, before eventually making your way down and past the Sunset Imports uh, into an area that, again, uh, Nicolo is fairly familiar with the uh, the Varnashtil shipyard as well as the Sunset Imports. Uh, Sunset Imports mostly famous uh, for uh, receiving shipments in from far overseas, mostly farther to the uh, west being its name. Uh, it is the primary location and importer for Arcadian coffee. Ah, mm. Very cool. popular in Cantargo. Nice. Obviously, <laughs> I, mean, I was just saying there's so many house. coffee houses. <laughs> no. We're really into coffee here. Eventually, you pass by and make your way down the long, lowly dock uh, at the end. A number of boats, mostly fishing ships, line the edge of this old dock. As the dock does sit too low to really be of use for the large merchant galleys or particularly chelish warships and is mostly used by many of the local fishermen as you make your way down here even this early into the morning as it is about one in the morning right now uh, you can still hear muttered conversation here and there coming from some of these boats further off onto the waters in the utter silence that otherwise pervades the night air at Night this fishing. early in the morning, you can hear the distant singing of what sounds to be possibly a drunken trio of sailors <laughs> on a boat. As they begin to erupt in some form of argument, you can hear the argumentative tone of their voice, but not make out the words across the open water from here. You reach the end of the dock where six solen looking, looking figures <laughs> sit on a number of crates and barrels with their hoods pulled low with a single lantern between them, 
uh, which has turned down so low as to only give you the faintest flicker of light as you begin to approach. One of these figures stands up to their feet, steps forward, and pulls back her hood to reveal the fine elven features of Elia Nones. Oh, well, there we go. Hmm. Good evening, all. Evening. Fancy meeting you here. Shall we? She gestures to the longship. Or yeah, sorry, let's she get gestures out of here, to the, uh, the, ro- the robo. Yeah, sooner the we better. Shall. Yes, let's all go fishing. Oh, no, no, not fishing. She pulls off her cloak to reveal the Chelish Navy uniform that she's wearing as the others do the same. Um, as that guarantees, they will not be stopped by the Datari on the river yeah. as Chelish <laughs> Navy <laughs> officers. Maybe not fishing. <laughs> the six of them offer their cloaks to the six of you. Oh, great. Yep. Pull the hood down low. Yep. You do so. Four of the men drop down into the benches. Uh, All of you clamor into the center and just kind of sit or kneel, uh, looking like a small, mysterious group of (laughs) shadow-clad figures just huddled in the center (laughs) of this boat. Elia makes her way to the fore of the ship and leans out to hook the lantern, uh, turning it up and hooking it onto the front prow of the, uh, the small boat as the four men begin to drop their oars into the water, and the last man leans out, finishes untying the boat from its moorings, and pushes off of the dock as you begin to make a slow, paddling trip into the Yulublis River. It's a quiet journey, uh, steadily closer and closer to basically where the river uh, empties out into the small bay. The vast Castle Cantargo, from its point at uh, the end of Argo Isle, the isle that the vast majority of the city of Cantargo is on, as far as the Castle District, Jarvis Inn, Temple Hill, Red Roof, Old Cantargo. The castle stands tall on the Castle Hill that directly overlooks the entry into the Yulubilis River, the most defensible point in all of Ravenel, and from its position here, able to safeguard the entirety of not only Cantargo, but the heartland of Ravenel, as the Yulubilis River makes its way all the way into the entirety of northern Chiliax. Even from here, you can see the numerous battlements and guards standing atop its walls, and know that within there are the uh, now the Hell Knights of the Order of the Rack, as they've been placed in charge there since, uh, for whatever reason, despite the fact that it's the most defensible position in the entirety of the city of Cantargo, the Lord Mayor decided to stay in an opera house. Mm. Again, That's makes no suspicious. sense. He, yep. he knows there's a secret under there. There's got it. Yeah, there's got to be something. While I imagine all of you cast the occasional glances up in the direction of the castle, its towering, imposing walls, as well as the numerous catapults that line its nine towers that overlook uh, both the city beyond as well as out into the bay. Fortunately, the people of Castle Cantargo have no reason to turn, said uh, Siege Weaponry on you. Eventually, though, you circle around the Castle District and make your way along the Yulubilis River, its uh, western branch. After a long, probably for all of you, rather tense, close to about 30, maybe 40 minutes, you eventually make your way up towards the massive dark bulk of the Scourge of Belial that sits again, uh, probably making you still a little bit uncomfortable, bristling with weapons sitting in the bay. As the ship rolls up alongside, Elia calls up to the the hands on deck. They drop down two lines that they attach to the ship, 
and then crank the boat up until it's uh, once again up level and secured attached to the side of the vessel. She steps down and being a polite woman such as she is offers each of you a hand down. <laughs> Although again, Adria, you haven't ever, it's like riding a bike. You haven't ever ah. forgotten how to handle yourself getting on and off of a ship. So uh, nice. For the rest of you, it's that constant. Everything is ever so slightly in motion. Can't tell you the number of times I've just like stacked it off the side of a boat. <laughs> like in real <laughs> life, it's just bad. Uh, I was going to say, as somebody who gets motion sick, like not a fan. Yeah. <laughs> not fun. That's why I pop <laughs> Dramamine in you and then take you on boats. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly why Dramamine was invented. It's just for Jordan. Nobody else can take Dramamine, Me specifically. Yeah, me specifically. Leave it all for him. (laughs) (laughs) But she helps each of you off of the the rowboat onto the deck. Nods to the other soldiers in a very good, like in a very, it's good that we did not meet this night kind of way. Um, As the other five sailors make their way down the stairs, uh, as you're now up on the uh, the foredeck, make their way down the stairs and then uh, down into the hold. Notably, the various uh, military officers on watch pointedly do not look at all of you as you make your way across the deck over to the captain's cabin. Uh, from what you can hear, a, a softly playing violin. Mm. She raps at the door, waits a couple of moments, and then opens it as uh, I assume all of you make your way in. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Time for a debrief. You enter where you can see the same cabin girl from before playing the violin off to the side, watches all of you curiously as you enter. Captain Sargata sitting at his desk, sipping tea once again, uh, reading what appears to be a book of poetry by the lamplight here on his desk. He looks up, stands up to his feet as you enter. However, before he can speak, uh, or any of you can speak, Markel rushes past all of you. (laughs) Oh, we love him. Sargata's face, for the first time that you've seen, breaks into a genuine smile as the two wrap arms around one another in a deep and tender embrace. Nice. Markel steps away. Here is your answer, Cassius. (laughs) And then embraces him in a tender and long, probably for Vittoria, overly long and passionate kiss. (laughs) Straight out of the Sin Saga, that one. The captain smiles. My darling... Stupid boy. Do we need to leave? (sighs) (laughs) Adria fully laughs. Well, technically speaking, this is my room. I will deal with uh, matters at hand first. He (laughs) steps free. Markel just shakes his head. Cassius can be a little uh, difficult. He steps over, smiling. So let me simply say thank you all. Particularly you, little sister. I mean, of course. I wasn't going to leave you there. (laughs) Well, if father had his way, I would have been left there forever, so... I suppose I am, uh... Well, I I don't know what to say. All of you risked so much coming to rescue me, and, uh... He smiles and takes Nicolo's hand, shakes it firmly. Uh, and injury on my behalf in, uh, in your uh, case. Don't mention it. And also, please don't wrench that arm too hard. Ah, I'm, I'm, so, I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> it's all right. You didn't know. It's just, it's still a little tender. And if it makes you feel better, we didn't do it for nothing. So we're good. A very mercenary of you. But, uh, <laughs> I said, if it makes you feel better. I write about Ulfin warriors. I understand the code of, uh, of gold and honor. Hmm. Or at the very least, what I've read in books. 
Well, hey, I'm glad you're safe. Mm -hmm. Thank you. He smiles, and assuming that Victoria doesn't have issue, gives her a, a hug of appreciation. Oh, yeah. It's the only sibling that she likes. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's, you it's, have other siblings. Like, I do it for anybody in the family, except I hate everybody except for you. Oh, no, no. She'd do it for him. But <laughs> yeah, for him and no one else. <laughs> All right. Victoria, wow. <laughs> You're very good at keeping things close to the chest. I told you my family forgot me, so I just assumed I didn't have much of one left, except for Markel. Well, then unfortunately, I've been, uh, I've made a point to keep most people very uh, distant from, as, as no doubt all of you can perhaps understand, considering the mm. enemies that you've made tonight, I've made a point to keep myself distant from those who would be injured or inconvenienced by my nightly activities. <laughs> the captain nods. You are all people of your words. And I am also a man of my word. He mm. turns, nods to the cabin girl, who quickly hops up, uh, rushes across the cabin, <laughs> returns back a couple of moments later, uh, considering again that she is a halfling girl of uh, under three feet, difficultly carrying a rather, rather large, uh, <laughs> almost comedically traditional pirate chest. Oh, yes. Nice. <laughs> it's been such a long time. It's gone straight sea of wow. thieves in here. <laughs> I didn't think things came in this sort of thing anymore. As she brings this over, sets it down. It's Adrian's one of those big ones that has sparkle. the padlock on the front. Nice. <laughs> nice. He then produces a key and extends that out. Cesare will take it. It is a, uh, a financial benefit. I know, of course, that we discussed favors, and I do plan on honoring that as well. However, I thought that this would be able to aid you and, let us simply say, your organization. Hmm. Markel glances a little bit sideways at that, as again... He has no idea that you guys are the Silver Ravens or Rebels or anything else and not just oh, right. mercenaries. To be, to be yeah. fair, he knew it was Vittoria and a bunch of random people that went and <laughs> yeah. grabbed him. That's fair. <laughs> yep. It's like, my sister must have just hired some random mercenaries. That's yeah, the exactly. Only like, hey, well, we're not doing this lover? out of the goodness of our hearts. It's like, oh, it's Vittoria and a bunch of mercenaries. Mm -hmm. You'll find inside of the chest 300 pieces of gold. Wow. Wow. All right. Dang. Should we tell Markel that we're the Silver Ravens? Gives him more deniability if we don't. I guess That's he doesn't know that, that we know that true, he's the That is true, but I don't pen. think he plans on going back in the city, so I don't know if it matters. I, <laughs> I mean, know. that's up to Vittoria. That's yeah. her family. Markel's going to be on this ship because the Scourge of Belial's not leaving Kentargo. Ah, yeah. Okay. It's currently assigned to Kentargo. He's just not pulling into port so that he's not answerable to search or anything like that to the city. But technically speaking, this the ship is supposed to be here. Just if uh, any of the Tatari come over and say, there's a missing noble person. Can we search your ship? And they just go, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're the Chelish Navy, and we politely say we're on the sea, so no. Yeah. Are you accusing us of breaking the law? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll kill you. <laughs> Not on our ship. You don't accuse me of kidnapping. I would take off before you get kill hauled. <laughs> Oof. Terrible way to go. This is a terrible yeah. way to go. If you go. Mm. The captain steps back, takes up his tea glass finishes drinking it, turns the cup upside down and taps it so that all the tea leaves fall out. He then turns back, uh, steps over to Vittoria. It had been my hope to introduce myself at some point to members of my beloved's family. It would seem that you're the only one that he truly cares for, and the only one perhaps that truly cares for him. Oh man, it's so cute. Ask what his intentions are. Thank you, Adria. I think I could have figured that out on my own. Cesare rubs his temples. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Lucia looks real know. awkward. 
I guess, what are your intentions with my brother? <laughs> I'm honestly True. perfectly fine just seeing Victoria on the back foot for once. So. <laughs> Relish it, it doesn't happen often. Exactly, that's why I am. <laughs> with the situation being what it is in the city of Cantargo right now, I could not... Uh, rightfully put Markel's name down on a marriage document or anything like that to uh, do right by him, if that is what you're asking. <laughs> However, oh I do my. intend <laughs> to keep him safe and secured here for however long he should so find my company more enjoyable than taxing. Very good. Well stated. And you, Markel? <laughs> I already gave him my answer, which is he is a man of honor. And integrity, which is very rare to find uh, inside of a Chelish Navy uniform. I plan on staying here. And from here, if there's anything that I can do to help the city of Cantargo, I intend on doing so. While I can no longer host up my poetry or anything, I can perhaps find other ways to distribute it. Mm. We'll figure something out. I figure she turns back to the captain. So normally... I assume uh, older siblings or siblings in general would say something along the effect of, if you hurt my brother, I will break your legs. Yeah. Bear in mind, I am much smarter than <laughs> Adrian that. Adrian in the background just thumbs up. Thumbs Adrian up for days. Very, yes, good job. I am very clever, and I would make sure you were never found. Whoa. You have nothing to fear from me. Lucia just kind of looks like, dang, girl. I would kill you and then take you to the academy. And then you'd end up on a dissecting table, and I would collect the gold pieces for the cadaver. <laughs> I figure Victoria has said this all with a very placid smile, too. <laughs> that makes it scarier. The man inclines his head. I understand. And would do much the same in your shoes, if I did not hate all my siblings. I can relate to that. Am I the only one that likes my siblings? I don't have any, so I don't know. I may have some. I only had one half-sibling that uh, acted like I was there, and the rest of them promptly forgot me at the first possible opportunity. So there's a reason why we are the only two mm. that get along. I had nine, Raven says. Fair. Oh. <laughs> are they all familiars, or is it just you? I think it's huh. just me. I mean, maybe. Fair. I could potentially be related to every single black cat familiar. <laughs> There's nine other wizards running around wherever. Rick tacitly giving everyone permission to make their uh, black cat familiar. Everyone feel Somehow free. related to Raven, no matter how far away you are. <laughs> and the captain extends the empty teacup to Vittoria. I am now in your debt. And I am a man who honors his debts. This is an old tradition in Sargava. Take the cup. She takes it? And drop it. <laughs> nice. Oh, mm. really? Please. She lets go. <laughs> the beautiful Tian porcelain falls and shatters on the ground. Uh, do me a favor and roll 3d4. Working in a coffee shop, that it just hurts. Mazel tov. <laughs> no, you didn't step on it. I rolled uh, a four, a two, and a one. The cup shatters into seven pieces. The captain kneels down brushes some of the dust off of this, produces from his pocket a fine silken handkerchief, collects the seven pieces, and 
ties off the corners to make it into a small bundle. He then stands and extends it over to Vittoria. For every favor that you wish, wrap the note around one of these. Ah. My debt will be paid when my cup is returned. All right. Cool. I will aid you however I can. Anything, preferably short of outright public treason to the queen, <laughs> I will do for you. I'm much appreciative of this, and we may be calling on you. <laughs> Mechanically speaking, you have gained the favors of Captain Sargata of the Scourge of Belial. Cool. Well, hey. These come with the uh, following benefits. First off, if you would so wish, uh, the captain would be willing to even leave the ship to aid you um, in a single day's adventure if you would ask Whoa, him to do so. Oh, he can run around with us? Oh, okay. oh, cool. uh, he's an exceptionally right. skilled individual. That would, of course, be his kind of last course of action, but is willing yeah. to do so if you ask him. Uh, of more note, however, uh, you can contact him with any sort of situation that arises. Uh, mechanically speaking, this basically allows you to ask him to dispatch his crew, who will serve as a bonus infiltrator team um, for any rebellion activity that you wish to use an infiltrator <laughs> team for. Oh, okay. that's cool. He will send that's only his cool. best sailors. Uh, they will mm. automatically succeed at whatever infiltrator action oh. that you ask them to perform. Oh, oh nice. Wow. Okay, All right, that's that. really okay. cool. That's really good. Mm. Lastly, and perhaps of actually the most use, the captain is willing to transport you free of charge undercover to any neighboring port. In essence, oh. any other port in Ravenel. Cool. Then he can make oh, cool. an excuse to travel to as part of his quote-unquote patrols. <laughs> oh, okay. He will transport you to and return you from as a single favor. Right. Oh, wow. Okay. Nice. Good to know. I have a feeling we're going to need that. Yeah. <laughs> Quite feasibly, yeah. I suppose our business here is complete. For now, yes. I'm glad to see my brother safe. We'll find somewhere else to sleep, yeah? You may do so, or again, I do have accommodations here. I mean, we can sleep here so we don't have to sneak yeah, through sure. Salt Street. Yeah, that'd probably be for the best. Yeah, I think that would be best. Well, it was good uh, good meeting you both. Um, for what it's worth, I'm glad that uh, we were able to help. Markel nods. Uh, again, shakes your hand. Uh, shakes the hands of uh, each of you. Sure. Yeah. Totally. As he you know, reaches Vittoria, gives her a hug. Considering the way that Cassius is acting... I get the impression that there's something more going on here. I mean, you're not the only one doing secretive activity in the city. Ah. So what they say about overbearing parents is true. <laughs> Possible. You had more time with the overbearing parents. They sent me off when I was six. Mm. I used to pity you, but uh, now I think I'm the one deserving it. A little bit. <laughs> I know it's a bit out of the way, but I hope perhaps you... Come and visit me sometimes. I think I can manage that. All right. Well, let me know when the uh, uh, wanted posters and uh, pictures on milk glasses start showing up. I'll bring you one as a souvenir. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would love that. I'll include it in the Ford for my next uh, adventure. Yes. <laughs> the dedication is your wanted poster. <laughs> dedication the better go to Vittoria. What are you talking about? That's uh, all of us. It's place. your wanted poster. <laughs> Hopefully we'll have won our rebellion and it can be dedicated to the Silver Ravens. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be, be funny. Cool. He turns. Well, it does sound like you were up to uh, frowned upon uh, activities and perhaps... Uh, you could take advantage of something I have taken advantage of, or one of you can, uh, for some time. He reaches down, basically, like, unsashes from his uh, cloak, pulls the cloak free, folds it with uh, his one good arm uh, before extending it over towards 
I imagine Vittoria, although technically it's party treasure. Okay. Uh, this is a cloak that I purchased in secret some time back. A secret from father. What is it? The sleeves of this cloak have been enchanted. Each one of them contains a uh, magical extra-dimensional space. I would use these to carry my <laughs> wow. flowers, uh, unbeknownst to the local constables, and be able to pin them up surreptitiously without uh, being noticed. It's not an extraordinarily powerful magical item, but it is uh, rather useful if you need to smuggle anything. Hmm. That's pretty cool. I can see that. It's usually used by uh, the more wizarding sorts. He kind of gestures in Cesare's direction. Uh, as from what I can understand, the pockets can even contain a small animal. <laughs> you put your spell components and it's just like nothing up my sleeve. Ah, back one up. <laughs> Mechanically speaking, uh, as it would be explained to you, these are sleeves of storage. Hmm. This robe, or in this case, this... Uh, Again, he wears this Ulster-style cloak, so it's this cloak of blue trimmed with gold, um, done in that uh, traditional Victorian-style cloak that has the half-mantle that covers the shoulders. Hmm. Each one of the sleeves of this function as a bag of holding. Hey, wow. wow! Dang! Each one of the sleeves can carry up to five bulk of items for a total of ten bulk. Dang! Although yes. no individual item can be more than one bulk, because otherwise it will not go up the sleeve. Mm. Ah, yeah. Okay. Makes sense. The sleeves grow slightly heavy as you reach maximum capacity. Uh, you can add or remove an item from the sleeves with a single hand that is free as an interact action. So basically one action to retrieve anything that you have stowed in there. Cool. If the sleeve is completely empty, you can place your own familiar into that extra dimensional space. Uh, cool. It can survive comfortably in your sleeve for up to one hour, uh, after which it begins to suffocate. Uh, while mm. in your sleeve, it cannot be affected or targeted by any effects, but you don't benefit from any master abilities. A familiar can exit the sleeve of its own volition with a single action that has the manipulate and move traits. You cannot place any other creature into your sleeves. Even if they are another tiny sized creature, it has to be something magically bounded to, bonded to someone via the familiar process. So no storing five shrunken adventurers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can't place any other creature into your sleeves, nor can you place your familiar in a sleeve if it is larger than tiny. So if you do mm. somehow have like a medium sized familiar, it can't wiggle into your sleeve. Weird. Mm -hmm. This is Gregory, my nephew slash familiar. <laughs> oh, no. Gregory into the sleeve. <laughs> if your familiar is in your sleeve, you cannot place any items into that sleeve. Mm. It sounds like a wizard should wear this. Yeah. All right. It's pretty cool. But I mean, I guess Cesare will take it and be like, okay, Raven, you can literally hide up my sleeve if you want now. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, I can't help you at all if I'm in here. No, but it might help you avoid swimming. That is true. And it might help us, uh, <laughs> if we do have to go explore underwater or anything like that, it might help us uh, avoid having to buy an extra kitty-sized potion of water breathing for me, which would be really expensive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and by the rules of extra-dimensional spaces, that extra-dimensional space doesn't get flooded with water. Mm -hmm. It's waterproof. It's true. Yep. For one hour after which... <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, after which after makes the water won't it. get in, the air will just run out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you need a bottle of wind or whatever, and then you're set. Yeah. Uh, the, the FAQ that I did uh, read on this is apparently if the familiar exits and then re-enters, the magical air in the extra-dimensional space refills. Basically because oh, okay. you opened the lid of yeah. the extra-dimensional space, mm -hmm. so, yeah. oh, wait a minute. so even if you opened it up underwater, swam out, swam back in. Or Cesare could just empty out the other sleeve. Raven could pop out of one sleeve and then swim up the other one and <laughs> would be fine again. <laughs> I'll use all the air over here next. I just love the idea of Raven going out of one and going... Oh, 
Oh goodness! Oh goodness! Oh goodness! Wet! <laughs> just scrambling. For the next one hour, Raven just sits in the other extra-dimensional space and shakes a foot. Yeah. But yeah, so I suppose Cesare, you just kind of take this. Uh, I don't think blue and gold is your usual ensemble. No, but I'll. It, I mean, Raven needs a pocket. Mm-hmm. And it's not red, so you're fine. Yes. But anyway, Elias stands outside, gives all of you a nod as you exit the captain's cabin. Leads you back across to the forecastle. Leads you inside where there are uh, two rooms. As Ooh. far as ship's accommodations are concerned, they're actually pretty nice. Awesome. In that they're not even uh, bunks, it's actually beds. Wow. Dang. That's they're nasty. thin, very thin beds. Yeah. Uh, but still beds, actually, uh, that line the outside wall of the, uh, the area here, as well as a table. Uh, each one of the beds do have curtains included on them, uh, so you can basically pull the curtains closed and have a, a degree of privacy and comfort here. Each one of the beds also does have a uh, porthole next to it. Awesome. Mm. Nice. So if you'd like some uh, some night air or anything like that. Some fresh sea 100%. breeze. 100%. That happens immediately. River breeze. All right. I guess Cesare, you and me, and uh, the other three to themselves. Okay. Have a good night. And me. <laughs> Well, yes, says, taking one of the three beds in the room with Cesare and Nicola. <laughs> right, you're going to take a whole bed for yourself. I mean, it's just sitting here otherwise. <laughs> also, generally speaking, I'm also not a big fan of the chillish navy type. Uh, and they have these nice white sheets. She hops up and begins rolling around and shooting <laughs> like pepper all over the place. Pepper will never come out. <laughs> oh my. I hope whoever comes to clean it's allergic. She then rolls over. <laughs> yeah, these guys are nice, though. <laughs> this is like the one Navy ship we like. That's Just true. the captain. We don't know the standing of the rest of the crew. So well, they, they were at least be... kind enough not to look at us, so yeah. there's that. <laughs> they I mean, they follow the, the captain's rest. orders, for sure. I just like I... the idea of Raven just totally getting cat hair everywhere. That's amazing. Some plumes of it all over the place. <laughs> a lot of you rest up, not for particularly long. Uh, as again, you're woken back up after about maybe four hours or so. Mm. As generally speaking, they're under the impression that you'd probably like to be off of the ship and back in the uh, salt market before the sun rises and people become a little bit more... Uh, uh, particular Awake. about the people coming and going. Fair. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so basically, the moment the uh, the curfew ends, the time when the uh, the first bells start to ring, the early morning, you wake up, imagine quickly get dressed in the uh, the dim light, make your way back out onto the deck. Uh, Aliyah leads a group of uh, different sailors than the previous ones, uh, who row you back over to the old harbor. As she steps out, she helps each of you back up onto the uh, the creaking old harbor here. Uh, most of the ships that were already docked here are already gone. The fishermen, of course, mm. out before dawn, making their way out onto the river, uh, getting ready to take care of the uh, the morning's catch. The woman doffs her tricone hat, drops into a bow, plops it back on top of her head. It was a pleasure meeting all of you. Mm. Hopefully you well. next time, if uh, we find reason to work together, it get a bit... She shrugs, hooking a thumb on her uh, pepper box on her belt. Louder. Mm. Mm. We'll look forward to it. Nicolo pats the tolling Indeed. bell <laughs> and just oh, smiles. That may very well. He's like, I don't want to use this against this dog and wake up every house. <laughs> <laughs> Although technically, the, unless the dog was undead, it actually wouldn't toll. It's but true. Still. Yeah. Yep. Do not ask for whom the bell tolls. <laughs> it tolls you I collect like yourselves and make your way off into the city streets. All right. Guess we... Head for home, unless there's anything else I think we need to take care of. I was going to say, Vittoria, I think, has to go to work and then school. 
<laughs> Cesare's classes aren't till the afternoon, so he can go take a nap. Yeah, I'm going to take a nap <laughs> and then open the shop. Lucia is uh, definitely calling in sick. <laughs> We've got to wait for hopefully the documents from the Order of the Torrent to lead us to the super secret base of super secretness. Mm. Yeah. Or we've got to prepare for our underwater adventures. Um, and we still don't know where we're going there, the there sewers, either. Yeah, we don't really know where we're going. Yeah, for now then, I guess um, keep an eye out on things. If you notice anything, send a raven. A lot of you scatter to the winds. Make your way back to go about your, your daily routines. Um, unless there's anything particular you're wishing to do during this week, uh, basically spend the week uh, working your jobs, mm -hmm. staying out of sight, Mostly just trying to uh, to keep it generally low profile. I mean, we did just break into the greens, which is pretty noticeable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, something's probably going to bite us for that. But And whether we call it liberated or not, they will think he was kidnapped. That'll be what goes on in the, you know, Kentargo's newspaper. Let's just ready ourselves for another In the tabloids, mandate. it's just, you know, author kidnapped. New proclamation. No stealing people. <laughs> Blood yeah, mysteriously I mean, left on the side of a wall. I think that was part of the thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the week ticks by. Bring us to the uh, the eighth of Neth, as the days tick by. Eventually, gets to Sunday. As you have passed the week, uh, relatively uneventful. Again, uh, fall is coming on in full now, uh, and in fact, you're actually beginning to approach winter as the temperature is dropping enough that uh, over the course of this week, again, many of the trees are already beginning to show the change from uh, mm -hmm. autumn beginning to approach towards winter, going from brilliant shades of gold and red to uh, steadily browning shades and falling free to the point that, especially for those in Red Roof, because this happens every year, all the trees along Temple Hill, all the leaves just get blown down the hill, down into Red Roof. Because, mm. you know, those Asmodeans aren't going to go out there with a rake or anything like that. They're not going to bag no. up those leaves. No, no way. If it didn't blow down, they would probably be throwing it over the side. <laughs> <laughs> and as you've woken up on uh, on this Sunday, the, the first time this year, the temperature has dropped, uh, not drastically, but chilly enough that, again, as you're making your way out into the morning, it's basically, it's down in the 40s. Mm. As it's nice and chilly outside as you make your way um, 40 Fahrenheit. out. And, yeah. Yes, 40 Fahrenheit. <laughs> yeah, 40 in uh, Celsius is, <laughs> yeah. oh my four, God. 40, 40, 40 Celsius, very different. Uh, as eventually, though, you collect yourselves and make your way out to uh, head over to the Long Roads Coffee House to gather together once again to coordinate with your ravens to uh, figure out that everyone rolled atrociously last time and uh, accomplished yeah. nothing on any of your yeah. investigations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it all comes back around. However, as you arrive, I imagine you make your way in probably huddled a little bit against the, uh, the chill because, again, while it's not frigid, uh, or freezing or anything like that. It is cold enough that probably all of you are wearing uh, some layers. As you enter, you begin to make your way back, probably again to do your usual, like sit at a table, have a couple drinks real quick and all the rest of that, or at the very least have a cup of coffee, uh, especially considering it's nice and chilly outside. As you're gathering and getting ready to make your way back to the back, Laria makes her way over towards your table. Gives a smile and nod. Well, I trust all of you are having a good week so far. Sure, it's uh, real quiet. The students are complaining that the classroom is drafty. Shazray leans back. Aren't you up in a tower? Of course it's drafty. I don't know. I spend my, most of my time in a cold basement anyway, so this just feels normal. Yeah, 29 now, so hey, that's pretty good. Hey! Well, congratulations. It's quite the milestone. <laughs> I remember my 20s. <laughs> I remember my 30s pretty well, too. I'll be honest, I never expected to make it this far, so 
Here we are. Every day's a success then. Yeah. <laughs> well then, uh, before you leave uh, today, make sure to grab a couple extra pastries on the house. <laughs> Thanks. I really, I really appreciate that. She <laughs> smiles, leans in a little bit. I don't know if this has anything to do with uh, uh, your other business ventures that uh, I'll be sitting in once I can get away from the frontier. But uh, this was uh, dropped off yesterday. Mm -hmm. I didn't get a chance to get a hold of all of you. I considered having uh, Rexus reach out, but then you're back now, and uh, I imagine you're needing to wait for the shop to open. What is it? She lays a, a sheet of paper on the desk, um, smiles and nods before turning and making her way back off towards the counter. We all lean over and look at the paper. Yep, everybody yeah. huddle. Unrolling the parchment, a short and simple note. Friends, Lakula has come to me saying that she has some information about some people that you've been looking for. She says that you can meet her at her shop in the morning. It's signed at the bottom, Citrona Sabinus. Oh, tooth and nail. Hmm. Lakula's the baker. What you can only assume is yeah. Lakula Glenn's the proprietress of the uh, Sweet Tooth whom you'd had specifically asked to keep an ear out for any information pertaining towards missing children. This works. Nice. Yep. Nice. I know what All we're right. doing. Hey. After, of course, your rebellion phase. Oh, yeah. Sure. Course, after another two weeks. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, no. 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 Why two steam. weeks? We're on rebellion phase? Oh, wait. Uh, <laughs> 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 they just suddenly yes. slid that one in there for us. Oh, you know who's wow, also always good. helpful? Our patrons. Our patrons. Yeah. Of course, we want to take an opportunity to thank all of our patrons uh, for their continued, their generous patronage. Uh, thank you all for continuing to support us uh, and helping the rebellion continue. Uh, again, mm -hmm. each each and every one of you uh, are basically the equivalent of receiving a pirate treasure chest full of gold pieces. Oh, <laughs> It's very true, though. Yep. It's not really warm and fuzzy. Shiny and cold. <laughs> but it is pretty it's awesome. It is shiny and gold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In addition to that, I was just going to uh, to mention that we had uh, recently again updated our uh, Patreon rewards. So if you have not had a chance to go and check those out, I definitely suggest that. Uh, included in there, of course, is the fact that uh, we are uh, we do now have a one dollar tier on our Patreon that does allow you to listen to the first twelve episodes of our Tyrant's Grasp exclusive feed, uh, which is phenomenal. So uh, go and check that out if you have the time. Uh, in addition to that, you're going to notice that there's going to be a little bit of a change up to the uh, the end, the rolling end to each one of these episodes as we go forward, as we will uh, also start doing name announcements at the end of episodes to uh, basically to just shout out individual patrons for their continued support of the podcast. So I uh, expect to hear that in the very near future. Mm. And honestly, that's about all I have. So uh Tune in next time to figure out what uh, Lukula has learned and whether or not uh, it's good or bad news. Yeah. It's probably and whether bad rebellion news. manages to accomplish anything next week. <laughs> yes, and whether or not anyone can roll anything and all the rest of that stuff. Can guarantee that next episode will have 100% less three-headed dogs. And That's until right. next time, good luck, Pathfinders. Yeah. Bye, I'm already looking forward to it. See you like that, that dog's going to come back and bite us again at some no. point. We're never going back to We're the like four and it's still hunting us down. Never He's tracked down. me down. Why? Through the whole city, I've looked for you. No. 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 <laughs> oh, no. I've tasted your blood. I went Get the alive. Rest. My brain just like spiraled into uh, just like Nicola trying to climb that wall or whatever that dog biting onto him as that whole, was it the copper tone kid or whatever yes. it is? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is it banana boat? No, it's copper tone. I think it's copper tone. I think it's, no, it's, I think it's, I think yeah, it's yeah, the copper tone kid that yeah, it's got mm -hmm. the yeah. dog biting onto her bottom. Mm -hmm. Baby suit, suit or whatever. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Bite you in the butt. 
Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Goodness oh, gracious. Man. Someone get on that fan art, please. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to tag oh, it. Not safe for work that, at that yeah, point. Yeah, that's gonna have booty. That's not safe for work. That's, that that image is crack. on sunscreen that is sold in Walmart. It's okay. Sold in Walmart. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot that happens in Walmart that is not okay. <laughs> Having worked That's there, fair. I can tell you that, but this one picture I think is funny. <laughs> Although if Nicola was making the same surprise face, it'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little pinup pose with Nicola. Oh, <laughs> oh, That's hilarious. Oh, Nicola oh, the beefcake. Goodness. Yep, Nicola's a handsome man. A lot of people would pay for that himbo art. Uh, <laughs> Put that on the next shirt. <laughs> Oh my. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Hell's Rebels is copyright 2015. Hell's Rebels and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Find the Path Ventures have converted Hell's Rebels from Pathfinder to Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Conversion notes are available to our Patreon backers at patreon.com backslash findthepath. <laughs>